Hey everyone, this is Autistic Abroad. Uh, 大家好，这是 Autistic Abroad. Thank you so much again for listening. I really appreciate it. So today I am going to discuss some sort of questions that I've been asked by some people. I wish I got more to kind of for the discussion, but I think、uh, these questions make up for a good topic. So today I'm gonna talk about kind of like my time before I came back to China in 2017. If you had listened to my first episode, I had briefly mentioned that I came to China in 2016. That was my my first time. So, shall we start? Okey dokey. So question number one: Have you been to any other countries besides China? So I went to Canada in two thousand fourteen. I was in northern Ontario. My parents sent me there to work on a at a camp with my aunt, and so pretty much、um, I was there for two and a half weeks, and it it. Didn't feel that much different than being in the U.S. Except you know all the Ontario license plates, kilometers, and liters. You know the metric differences. Even though I was up、um, in the middle of nowhere, it, it still felt like I never really left the U.S. And Canadians are really nice. So any Canadians out there? You're you're pretty cool. We're neighbors, so yeah, that was my first time ever leaving the United States. As for traveling other countries, I haven't because of my、uh, situation with money and also focusing on school. And I really wanted to travel this last couple months of me being in China. Like I wanted to go to. Thailand, Vietnam, but with the virus situation happening, it's kind of nearly impossible for me to go anywhere at this point. So I'm gonna have to hold back. Question number two: What are some ways that your experience in China has been different than what you expected, or if you had no expectations, what are some things that you didn't expect to learn about China? So this is such a broad question. I shout out to the person who asked me this because it is going to be a story time. <laughs> so, I for those that don't know me, I have been studying Chinese language and culture, history, blah blah blah, since like two thousand ten, and it's twenty twenty now. So yeah, almost almost ten years, right? So I, I knew when I first was coming to China that I had to expect anything to happen. I daydream quite a lot. I daydreams daydream of things that might happen, but those those daydreams never actually become a reality. So. My first time coming in two thousand sixteen, it was really exciting. I wasn't nervous. I was just really excited for my dream to come true. 
I was on a faculty-led program, and I was the only classmate that could speak Chinese. So I guess I did have some expectations. Like I knew some things that might happen.、Um, I was really excited to actually start to you know speak Chinese because I'm going to be in China and this is my only chance of speaking Chinese around. Other native speakers, and so I was actually re- looking through my notebook, journal, whatever that I brought with me my first time, and I was going through it. And one thing I wrote was something along the lines of, "Every time I speak Chinese, people are looking at me like I'm stupid." <laughs> I think at that moment, looking back, I remembered some things. At first, I thought it was me, but I think it was the fact that people were just really surprised that a foreigner was speaking Chinese, and so they kind of looked at me like, "Wait, what?" Because later, I actually learned that from somebody. I forgot who told me that, but also, like, one other thing. When I when I came my first time, I had gotten the accommodations that I needed for. Um, my schooling because you know I was with my the faculty led program, and I really kind of thought that you know I'm blessed. I knew that when I first came, I was gonna be lucky. I was gonna have my own space. I did get my own space. I was gonna have some extra time on my exams. Luckily, I was going to be able to be having this、uh, support system, which were my two professors. Shout out to the both of them. You're, you're amazing. The talking about the ones that came that I came with, and like my my first time coming, I knew I wanted to come back. Just like after arriving, and I was gonna do anything it took, and I you know I learned about my my program, and so I ended up just coming back a year later. But then I kind of think that at that time I really should have prepared myself better. Okay, so before I continue with that, one thing that made me really think. About things about China and my situation and me, especially with my social identity of being autistic. I already knew for a while that autism is a stigma in China. I want to understand why. I wanted to know people's thoughts about it because it's something that just intrigued me, right? Because I'm just curious about a country that. I've fallen in love with, and I'm curious about what pe- the people of this country think about me. And so, I utilized my resources when I came back.、Um, I met my advisor through the special education department. Thankfully, from some of the. Professors at my in my program, one of them knows her, and 
this is, you know, now, this is two years ago, over two years ago, but flashback to almost three. I knew moving here had disadvantages. My family wouldn't be here where I'm at for school. I wouldn't know anybody. I only had like one friend that I made, two two friends or whatever that were <clears throat> here at my university that I made the year previously. Didn't expect to con- be in touch with them again, but I was. And then um, I didn't have a safety net. So I expected to not have one after getting back. I expected to be on my own, do things on my own. And I did. I did things on my own for like the first like seven, eight months. And it was rough. And so one thing that I've read, I can't remember the source, is that it takes around nine months for someone to acclimate living in a new area. And so when I was going through my notebook, my journal, I was reading just some negative thoughts. And so I kind of, almost almost three years ago, well, three years ago in October this, you know, October 2017, I was severely depressed. November depressed, December. Things got better by March, April, when I met my local Shanghainese friend and also meeting my advisor and like so I guess that could be just something that like I expected to not have a safety net here I expected to not get to know anybody on a closer level like emotional level I expected also I I guess one thing I did also another thing I expected was that I would be treated not as differently than other people, but I wasn't until I told them about my situation. And so it's just complicated because... Um, trying to backtrack. I hope this answers this person's question. This person's a good friend of mine. So, long story short, let me kind of backtrack. Um, so I had my own space when I first came. I had accommodations because I was with uh, faculty from my university. So technically, it was a, my faculty-led program is because it was through my university. I was able to get these accommodations. Um, I expect, you know, I expected that when I first came to get that stuff, which was good. And it did help my second time coming the couple months before, as I mentioned, I wish I prepared myself better. Um, I knew that I wasn't going to get the accommodations. I knew I wasn't going to have my own room. I knew that I was going to be treated as a foreigner and I knew that it would be rough because my family's not here. 
I didn't know I was going to have a safety net at some point. I didn't know I'd make really good friends that would it's be really hard for me to leave them in July because actually one thing I think I don't know if I mentioned yet but um I'm planning on going back home after graduation I did some careful thoughts about it back in October after I went home my my third time for a conference a disability advocate conference in DC Hmm. Also, maybe I think one other thing. I expected to have good memories, better memories than the bad ones. And I did. I do. I have such great memories. And even though my my first time coming, it was it was kind of upsetting because one thing is... Um, some of my classmates didn't treat me well. They kind of used me because I could speak Chinese, even though I wasn't that confident back then. And I was just treated badly, and I only had maybe like one good, one or two good friends out of that whole trip. And I guess I wanted to come back, and I wanted to make things better because I wanted to be able to make lifelong friends. And maybe if I could, I didn't expect to, but I did. As I mentioned, I did make lifelong friends. Sorry, I'm I'm feeling parched. Whenever I do these podcasts, I want to drink a lot of water. So, I guess also the one thing I did not ever expect was that I would be living through an epidemic. It's something I never thought I would actually experience. And I'm very grateful and very lucky to be in the situation I am right now. Uh, my city that I'm in, I'm doing a, it's doing a lot better. There has not been confirmed cases in a couple days. There's only one this week. And it's just kind of, it's just kind of interesting. Oh yeah, some good news before maybe I head off. Um, think maybe on the next podcast I can kind of uh, talk about my time before coming back to China my second time maybe elaborate more I hope this answered your guys's questions that you had if you have any other ones please ask me on my Facebook page you can send me a private message if you're a friend of mine you can send me a message and yeah so anyways, before I sign off, like I said, some good news. Submitted my second draft for my thesis. Uh, my advisor is going to be reading that, and hopefully she'll be able to give me some feedback. And I'm one step closer. I'm super excited to get done and to graduate, and I'm very lucky to not have a lot of distractions. So, yeah, alrighty. Well, Thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. Catch you later. 再见.